Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. As always, I hope you had a wonderful week. Maybe it wasn't as good as you wanted it to be because maybe you had some extra challenges. But I want to ask you, how did you come through those challenges? Did you become stronger in your resolve? Did you learn something about yourself that made you understand that you could overcome things you didn't think you could overcome? Whatever it was, I hope that you learned something in the week because, as my dad used to say, it's what we learn after we know it all that counts. And sometimes it's most important what we learn about ourselves that is important. So I hope that was your experience this week. I hope you learned some things about yourself that helped you to move along in being the best human being that you can be. Now, how do we do that? I've been listening to my friend's uh, podcast, and on the podcast, they did a book together, and they've been talking about their two cents on self-love. Self-love has been one of those things that has always intrigued me, because I'm the person that was becoming of age at a time when this whole idea of self-worth and self-love and self-image was coming into vogue. In other words, it was beginning to be developed, and you were told that uh, you have to develop this, and that if people do not feel good about themselves, do not love themselves, do not value themselves, that uh, that's where all the problems come from, and that's where you have issues. And I would agree with that. But the struggle I've had, and it's been brought up again by these podcasts talking about this book, and I'm going to have to read the book because I really liked what one person said the other day because possibly it came more into light to what I've concluded or thought about. And that is that what is the motivation, what is the foundation, what are the truths that lead you to a solid, good idea of yourself. That's something that's always plagued me, and I've not quite understood how we get there. You see, we have all these things that talk about personality today and where we're the lion or the otter or the golden retriever, or there's many others that use different analogies to get to what you are as a personality. And then there's the fact that I've brought up on other podcasts that Christians say you got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. And yet, the scriptures actually say that we should love others as we already love ourselves. So how do those two things jibe together, and how do we get it? And as I was thinking this week, I thought about that the important thing is that, yes, we have to love or like ourselves. If we don't, we can't be loving or likable to others. If we don't value ourselves as human beings, how can we value other people? But the problem that's always arisen for me is, what is the foundation of that love? What is the foundation of how we judge that we are lovable and that we are capable and that we are strong? How do we get that? Now, a lot of people would say that's because of what we've accomplished in life that shows our strength, our mental strength, our strength of character, those kind of things. But in reality, where did that come from? Uh, Again, what is the basis to determine 
that our character was right, that our judgment was right. Now, everybody has rules, and everybody has values that to go by. But how do we know that those values are the right ones? Well, first of all, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that the best values are the values of being a Christian. Now, why would I say that when it comes to loving yourself and loving other people because you love yourself, you accept yourself, you see the worth in yourself? Well, I would say that because I was thinking after just watching a football game that if you're in a company or you're playing on a sports team, what is your worth? What do they pay you for? Well, they pay you to produce. If you're in manufacturing and you're on the line, they pay you to produce the parts that go together to make whatever you're making so they can sell them. If you're the CEO, they pay you to come up with strategies to better market your product and to produce. If you're in sports, they in football, they pay you to produce wins, to produce, in the case of football, Super Bowl championships to catch passes, to throw passes, to make tackles, and your worth or value is seen in your statistics. But are you your statistics? Are you a set of statistics that says this year you were the top salesman and next year you're the middle salesman? This year you were the CEO of the company and they made a million or a trillion dollars and next year you go down and you make less. So all of that can vary and change. And as I think about that, I guess the reason I want to read this book and look at it is because of what one of the authors said in their telling of what they wrote in the book of their two cents on self-love. And that idea is that your self-love has to have a consistent, correct, and continual basis of truth. And for me, that comes from God, because God does care about your character. He does care what your life's producing, but God cherished you and loved you and cared for you even when you were at your worst. You were valuable, not for what you produced, but for who you were, His creation. The other thing is, is that when we value things, that are production, and let's say you're a football player, eventually you get old enough and you lose your ability, whether it's sports or any other thing, to be as sharp and as good as you used to be. Does that discount your worth? No, it doesn't. But yet we put so much emphasis and value on those things that we forget. I work in law enforcement and many times there's a statistic that scares me that a lot of law enforcement people become suicidal because their whole world has been wrapped up in the fact that their worth was their job. Now, I've seen that in other professions, and I experienced it just, just a little bit when I quit being a pulpit minister. Who was I now? That was, I, that's what I did for 35 years. I led churches, and... I preached, but because I'd seen my father-in-law struggle with stop farming, I'd seen officers deal with not being officers anymore, it didn't take me long to realize that I was more than a preacher. 
I was someone's son, someone's husband, someone's father, someone's friend. I had a multiplicity of identities of who I were, who I was rather, not where I'm still here, who I was. And that helped me to go through life and continue on. And now I'm still in law enforcement. And as I've told you before, my daughter-in-law says I'm working on my fourth retirement. And I love to work. I love to make a difference. And so I am not ready to quit just working full-time 40 hours a week. I have a goal of in three years to, when I reach 72, slow down as my brother put it, to get on the off-ramp to retirement. But I don't want to just stop because I was created to show others their worth and their value. And I can do that whether gaining a paycheck or not. But I always know that I'm worth something because a creator created me, gave me a personality, gave me potential, gave me things that I have to round off the sharp edges because they're not always useful and good in the way he intended. But even when they're not, I'm still valued by him. Unlike at a company when I cannot produce anymore or on a sports team when I can't play my position anymore, I'm still valuable simply because I exist. So I guess what I want to tell you this week is find your anchor to your love of self. What is it that makes you valuable beyond anything else and that will last and never change? For me, that is God's love and His care and His protection and His blessing of my life. That's what it is for me. What is it for you? And if it's not God, can I challenge you to think about maybe it being anchored in God, because if it's anchored in what you do, eventually you won't be able to do it. If it's anchored in what others think of you and your performance, eventually you won't be able to perform the way you used to. If it's anchored in what you have, eventually you won't have the things you have now. If it's you live in the right neighborhood, have the right job, have the right amount of money, All of that is subject to change. But the love of God is never subject to change. He loved you even when you did not know Him or you may still not know Him. He loves you and He desires you and He seeks after you. So that's something you can anchor your self-love in. So as you con complete this week. I hope that you will consider what is the anchor that allows you to love yourself. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.